hello everyone blessings amanda grace here with you we are live missy is in the office that's why the door is open she's sleeping kind of down there you may see her during the broadcast welcome to everybody jumping on the united states and around the world we are so happy to have uh the ecclesia gathering tonight uh, we're going to uh, get into this in a moment, but this is the third day of the fast. Uh, so we will get into that in a moment. Uh, and so I fasted most of the day today. Praise the Lord. And uh, hello to our moderators. Thank you for all you do in our Ark of Grace team. They do an amazing job. Thank you for helping us do what we do for the Lord. While everyone is jumping on, I'm going to open in prayer. Uh, we're just going to go over a couple of things and we're going to get into tonight. Tonight, is going to be fascinating, probably and entertaining at the same time. So where you're going to get maybe a little bit of both, but there's some fascinating connections we need to make right now um, with the brand of cray cray that is going on in the United States of America. And it is not only subject to the United States of America, it's going on around the world right now. And so we're going to get into that in a moment. So let's open up in prayer. Let's give everything over to the Lord. And then we'll begin. Father God, in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, we come before you. We praise you. You are almighty God. You are high and lifted up far above every power, principality, and might. Father, we humble ourselves before you this day, asking you to forgive us of our sins, cleanse us of all unrighteousness, Lord. Father, we just ask that the pull of the flesh becomes less in our lives, so you, your will, and your power become more in our lives. We acknowledge you sent your son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua, to the earth, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He was the Passover lamb, the sacrifice for our sins. He willingly died at Calvary. He purchased us by the shedding of his own blood. He died a brutal death, and that blood dripped onto the mercy seat. And it purchased us back to our Father in heaven. It redeemed us. And when Jesus Christ, Yeshua said, it is finished and made an open show and spectacle of the enemy before all of creation. Father, we praise you. We rose again in three days, as was prophesied. And after appearing to many, ascended to be and rightfully sit at the right hand of the Father, where he rules and reigns forevermore. He is our advocate day and night before your throne. And we honor that before you this day. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we invite your presence, the presence of Ruach Elohim, the spirit of the living God, and the presence of the Ruach HaKadosh, the Holy Spirit, to fill this place, Father God, to go forth mightily. Lord, let your power saturate the atmosphere and mightily go forth that people tangibly feel your presence. We welcome you, Lord, to have your way. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus Christ, you would fill us and fill me with all wisdom, counsel, might, power, and the reverential fear of the Lord, that you would go before us tonight, Father, and go before me in all wisdom, counsel, might, power, and the reverential fear of the Lord. Let it be your words. Let your word, your way be made straight, Father, in Jesus' name. By the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, by the spirit of the one true living God, may only the truth and power of Almighty God with authority now come forth in Jesus' name. Father, allow me the humble privilege of being a vessel of your power. And Father, we just praise you, Lord. We praise you, Father God, that you molded us, that you are the potter. We indeed are just the clay. We are vessels that you mold and you fill. We are the dust of the earth without your breath of life in us, Lord. You indeed are the author and finisher of our faith. Let everything that has breath Praise the Lord. Father God, let your name be lifted up above all and glorified tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen and amen. 
Amen. Praise the Lord. Hello to everybody coming on. Okay. Couple of things real quick, and then we're going to get right into tonight because we got some clips to play and some things to talk about. So, Louisiana, first and foremost, yes, we will be seeing many of you in Louisiana, February 24th and 25th. The 24th service is already full, but I believe they still have room at the LeBlanc Pace Center. Uh, and so you could go register for free uh, uh, at uh, Louisiana.com. It'll be mine and Chris's first time in Louisiana, so we're looking very uh, forward to going down there. Speaker Johnson, uh, the Speaker of the House, happens to be from Louisiana, so uh, we are looking very forward to it and just pray for our travels. Also, we have a little picture to show you that I snapped a couple of nights ago, I think it was. There is Cyrus and Boots, so this is one of Cyrus's besties in the house. And Boots was the most unadoptable cat at Hudson Valley Animal Rescue. And we took him in for that reason because they could not get this cat adopted. He was so introverted uh, and, and, and very leery of people. We took him in and he has just completely come out of his shell. He is a different cat now. Him and Cyrus, though, are best buds. He's constantly hanging out with Boots in the kitchen when Boots comes down because he wants his food. Uh, and so we just wanted to show you that. There he is with his tongue out. Yeah, my big boy, my big boy, Cyrus. Uh, also, the fast. So the Lord had me call for a three-day fast starting February 19th, President's Day, that goes through the 21st, which is today. So by the end of day, this fast will end, and many of you have participated in this. All glory be to God. I believe things are going to turn because so many people participated in this fast. Uh, when we come together in agreement corporately and we do these things before the Lord, we see amazing things happen. I fasted most of the day today. Uh, I broke it uh, shortly before I came on this broadcast, actually. Uh, so that's why my voice sounds a little bit because well, my body's a little weak. It's got to catch up now. And so, but thank you all. All glory be to God. Here comes Sadie, everybody. Public service announcement. Watch out. She might jump on the desk. And uh, let's get into tonight. So I have some clips to play for you. Uh, but first, we need to do a prophecy fulfilled very fast. And then we're going to get into the clips from the Georgia trial that the kangaroo court that is literally going on in Georgia right now, we're going to get into in a moment. But on November 18th, 2023, there was a word from the Lord given. And in that word, there's Sadie, it says, there is an underground control center, not a tunnel, says the Lord, a full-fledged control center that contains the plans, blueprints, locations of, of all bunkers, tunnels, stockpiles. I am leading the Israeli army to it. Call on me, my capital children, for you are about to hit the motherboard. And as that occurs, you shall see a short circuit in leadership and the three branches of a very corrupt government in your nation. And that circuit shall carry a charge that leads to the judges. Thus says the Lord of hosts in the name of Yeshua, who sits at my capital right hand. I am God. I am. And that's capitalized. And we're going to show you the news clip because... This had to happen first for the other things in this word that was just read to happen. The short circuit in leadership, the three branches of the corrupt government, the charge that carries to the judges. What we're about to play for you had to happen first and all glory be to God. It just happened, uh, I think, about a week or so ago. 
Israel says its forces found a Hamas data center 60 feet under the UN Relief Agency headquarters in Gaza. The IDF says intelligence from interrogations, computers and maps led to a tunnel shaft near an UNRWA school over 700 yards long. Combat engineers dug down 26 feet to get access since it had been blocked. The military says it found servers, electrical infrastructure, multiple blast doors, offices and living quarters inside, as well as large quantities of weapons and explosives hidden in the UN agency's offices. All glory be to God. The Lord led them to it. Now that had to happen first for the other items in those in that excerpt I read to happen. So now that that has happened and all glory be to God, uh, we have to watch now for the other components of this word to come to pass. So we just wanted to share that with you. Now, let's get in to the meat of what the hey, hey is going on. Because let me tell you, this to me um, is like is like the, the gift that keeps on giving. But Fannie Willis, Miss Fannie Willis in Georgia. Uh, you know, there's a song called The Devil Went Down to Georgia. Uh, well, the people that decided to maybe do his bidding are now getting, you know, are now getting exposed um, and uh, basically found out. But uh, I had mentioned the other day that I very much agree with Candace Owens that Fannie Willis is indeed a ghetto superstar. Uh, she absolutely is. And so we're going to play for you some clips right now. And we got to go over what's going on here. And there are connections to this crucial ones. Uh, biblically speaking, as well as with two presidents in World War II that we're going to get to. But let's play the first clip. So if you tell me it's a G, then you're going to get $1,000. Whatever it is, I didn't ever make him produce receipts to me. Whatever he told me it was, I gave him the money back. Isn't it true that he paid for the cruise and the, um, the flight on his credit card? I'm not asking about reimbursement or after. He used his credit card to buy the cruise and buy the flight. Correct. I have no idea how he paid for it, okay. uh, if it's a credit card, if it's a debit card, but certainly he called his uh, cruise agent. His cruise agent. Now, if you noticed how she said, if it's a G, right? Uh, if it's a G, I'm going to give you a G. I'm going to give you a thousand dollars. She was just handed out G's, uh, apparently like Oprah. Like, you get a G, you get a G, everybody gets a G. Apparently, it was just going out like water. Uh, and basically, after doing that for a while, well, it actually piles up and people end up getting caught. So, um, we have another clip here. Because I'm going to tell you something. I don't know if this is the law school of love and hip hop that these people went to. I don't know uh, where they got their law degree I, I'm not sure, but what I do know is this, that this is a kangaroo court if I have ever seen one. Pray for that judge. Please, everybody, pray for the judge in this case. I have seen his face on clips and his reaction to things. He's probably, I don't know, maybe he's a wholesome man, uh, but I, I definitely pray for the judge that is overseeing this. All right, let's play clip now. I keep cash in my house. And I don't keep cash as good in my purse like I used to. Um, I don't go on many dates, but when you go on a date, you should have cash in your pocket. So my question was, where did that cash originally come from? If it didn't come out of the bank? Cash is uh, fungible. We've had cash for years in my house. 
So for me to tell you the source of when it comes from, when you go to Publix and you buy something, you get $50, you throw it in there. When It's been my whole life. When I took out a large amount of money on my first campaign, I kept some of the cash of that. Like, to tell you, I just have cash in my house. I don't have as much today as I would normally have, but I'm building back up now. So you just put money in. It's a very good practice. I would advise it to all women. So you can't identify when you came into this cash or where the cash came from? I didn't say I couldn't identify it. No, nobody gives me anything. I am sure that the source of the money is always the work, sweat, and tears of me. What you asked me for is when did the money go in there? What I am trying to tell you is, so I got divorced in 2005 from my husband. And, and no, no, no. It's important. You said, where did the money come from? And I need to tell you where the money came from. And so for many, many years, I have kept money in my house. That money in my worst days has probably only been five hundred or a thousand dollars. At my best days, I probably had fifteen thousand dollars in my house at cash at all times. There's going to be cash in my house. There's Sadie right here. Uh, she's watching too. She's watching in disbelief. She had to turn her head away. Actually, she can't even believe what she's hearing. But did you notice how she said she took cash from her campaign and put it in her house? I do believe there are some laws having to do with that, um, that, that might've been infringed upon. Uh, with that. But if you notice at the beginning, she completely looked away. She looked away. She looked down. She couldn't look at the prosecutor. And normally when someone starts doing that, it is a sign of deception. So uh, 15 grand in cash. Wow. That's quite a bit. So I, who, who knows at this point where that came from? But um, watching this, I uh, I have to say, it casts doubt on every case these DAs and these AGs have been a part of. I'm telling you now, by the end of this, it will cast doubt on every case. And they will have to go back and look at so many cases that these DAs and these AGs and these prosecutors took part in and going to have to re-examine it. Because of this, because of all this reasonable doubt now that's coming forth from this trial. Okay, so let's play clip number three, please. Not often. Once, twice. Because I want to be uh, over-inclusive, I'm saying once or twice. I'm not certain that it happened, but I'd rather be over-inclusive with you. So your office objected to us getting um, Delta records for flights that you may have taken with no, Mr. Wade. I mean, I and, well, no, 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 look. I object to you getting records. You've been intrusive into people's personal lives. You're confused. You think I'm on trial. These people are on trial for trying to steal an election in 2020. I'm not on trial, no matter how hard you try to put me on trial. So my question was, do you have any problem? I object to getting any personal records of mine. We're not dealing with privilege through a witness. And I'm not, no, 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 I'm not dealing with privilege. What um, we had offered to put them in camera for the court to review. And I just want to know if she has any That's problem. That's not something you deal with with a witness. She's not on trial. Uh, maybe she thinks she's on another cruise. I don't know where she thinks she is, but she thinks she's not on trial. Apparently she's just in that, in that hot seat. Uh, for the fun of it, uh, for the world to have to deal uh, with the refuse that's coming forth from this and the stench that is coming forth from this, because she said something interesting about um, being intrusive into people's lives, right? 
It's being intrusive into people's lives. Well, I got something to say about that. So she says it's intrusive to people's lives. Okay, I see where the double standard lies because you could go into everything in the Trump's lives, including Miss Melania's intimate drawer at Mar-a-Lago in the FBI raid and be as intrusive and disruptive as you want. But no one can ask you or those in New York or those in Congress, men and women in D.C., AGs, DAs and prosecutors, intrusive questions or where their cash comes from or what are they doing with payouts or how are they handling state funds? What are you doing with those payouts? So in that, in a nutshell, people, is the textbook definition of narcissism. And that is a major territorial spirit in this. You can't be intrusive into her life or Mr. Wade's life or whoever else's life is involved in this. The judge that looks bored out of his mind, his life. You can't be intrusive into their lives, but they can certainly cherry pick and be intrusive into the lives of those they completely want to destroy to make a name for themselves. Haman did that. Haman tried to make a name for himself and owe the money that has been paid into the king's treasury now. And the stage is set for this. It is being set for the Hamans who think they have a lock on the destruction of God's people and those they have targeted, this nation, the Trumps and others. They think they have a lock on it. They actually walked right into it. Their greed, their lusts of the flesh, they're wanting to make a name for themselves. They're wanting to have the king's ear. And they've walked right into it. And now they are not going to be able to get out of it. The hallmark of a brilliant chess player. I started saying this back in October of 2020. The hallmark of a brilliant chess player is his ability or her ability to bait their opponent into making a move that they think is going to profit them. But when they make that move, it's a trap and it's checkmate. This is what we are seeing play out real time. Now, Isaiah chapter 47, because we have to take this back to the word and examine it against the word. I'm going to read it to you. Come down and sit in the dust, O virgin daughter of Babylon. Sit on the ground without a throne. O daughter of the Chaldeans, for you shall no longer be called tender and delicate. Take the millstones and grind meal, remove your veil, strip off the skirt, uncover the leg, cross the rivers. Your nakedness will be uncovered. Your shame also will be exposed. I will take vengeance and will not spare a man. Our Redeemer, the Lord of hosts is his name, the Holy One of Israel. Sit silently and go into darkness, O daughter of the Chaldeans, for you will no longer be called the Queen of Kingdoms. I was angry with my people. I profaned my heritage and gave them into your hand. You did not show mercy to them. On the aged, you made your yoke very heavy. Yet you said, I will be a queen forever. These things you did not consider nor remember the outcome of them. Verse 8. Now then, hear this, you sensual one who dwells securely, who says in your heart, I am and there is no one besides me. I will not sit as a widow, nor 
no loss of children. But these two things will come on you suddenly in one day. Loss of children and widowhood. They will come on you in full measure in spite of your many sorceries, in spite of the great power of your spells. You felt secure in your wickedness and said, no one sees me. Your wisdom and your knowledge, they have deluded you. For you have said in your heart, I am, and there is no one besides me. Verse 11, but evil will come on you, which you will not know how to charm away, and disaster will fall on you, for which you cannot atone, and destruction about which you do not know will come on you suddenly. Stand fast now in your spells and in your many sorceries, with which you have labored from your youth. Perhaps you will be able to profit. Perhaps you may cause trembling. You are wearied with your many counsels. Let now the astrologers, those who prophesy by the stars, those who predict by the new moons, stand up and save you from what will come upon you. Behold, they have become like stubble. Fire burns them. They cannot deliver themselves from the power of the flame. There will be no coal to warm by, nor a fire to sit before. So have those become to you with whom you have labored, who have trafficked with you from your youth. Each has wandered in his own way. There is none to save you. That is Isaiah chapter 47. And if that is not a cross-section of what we are seeing in Georgia and in New York and in D.C., I don't know what is. I'm going to read to you Isaiah 46 also. Presence of the Lord is all over this. I can feel it. People are talking about it in the chat. Lord, you are welcome to have your way. Okay, Isaiah 46 verses 8 through 10. Remember this and be assured, recall it to mind, you transgressors, remember the former things long past, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is no one like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things which have not been done saying my purpose will be established and I will accomplish all my good pleasure, calling a bird of prey from the east. The man of my purpose from a far country. Truly I have spoken. Truly I will bring it to pass. I have planned it. Surely I will do it. Verse 12. Listen to me, you stubborn-minded who are far from righteousness. I bring near my righteousness. It is not far off. And my salvation will not delay. And I will grant salvation in Zion and my glory for Israel. Praise the Lord. Now, on the Jewish calendar, we're in the year 5784. So I'm going to read to you a few more scriptures until we get into Samuel. There's something very interesting in Samuel that we have to examine for a moment. And then we're going to get into two presidents in World War II. But we're in the year 5784 right now. Isaiah 57. We're going to look at Isaiah 57. We're going to look at Psalm 84. Okay, 57. 
The righteous man perishes and no one takes it to heart. And devout men are taken away while no one understands. For the righteous man is taken away from evil. He enters into peace. They rest in their beds, each one who walked in his upright way. But come here, you sons of a sorceress, offspring of an adulterer and a prostitute. Again, whom do you jest? Again, whom do you open wide your mouth and stick out your tongue? Are you not children of rebellion, offspring of deceit, who inflame yourselves among the oaks under every luxuriant tree, who slaughter the children in the ravines under the clefts of the crags? Among the smooth stones of the ravine is your portion. They are your lot. Even to them you have poured out a drink offering. You have made a grain offering. Shall I relent concerning these things? Upon a high and lofty mountain you have made your bed. You also went up there to offer sacrifice. Behind the door and the doorposts you have set up your sign. Indeed, far removed from me you have uncovered yourself. And you have gone up and made your bed wide. And you have made an agreement for yourself with them. You have loved their bed. You have looked on their manhood. You have journeyed to the king with oil and increased your perfumes. You have sent your envoys a great distance and made them go down to Sheol, which is like the grave. You were tired out by the length of your road, yet you did not say it is hopeless. You found renewed strength, therefore you did not faint. Of whom were you worried and fearful when you lied and did not remember me? nor give me a thought. Was I not silent even for a long time? So you do not fear me. Verse 12, I will declare your righteousness and your deeds, but they will not profit you. When you cry out, let your collection of idols deliver you. But the wind will carry all of them up and a breath will take them away. But he who takes refuge in me will inherit the land and will possess my holy mountain. Praise the Lord. That was Isaiah 57. Uh, uh, that was Isaiah 57, because we're in the year 5784. Psalm 57 and then Psalm 84. Be gracious to me, O God, be gracious to me, for my soul takes refuge in you. And in the shadow of your wings, I will take refuge and until destruction passes by. I will cry to God most high, to God who accomplishes all things for me. He will send from heaven and save me. He reproaches him who tramples upon me. God will send forth his loving kindness and his truth. My soul is among lions. I must lie among those who breathe forth fire. Even the sons of men whose teeth are spears and arrows and their tongue a sharp sword. Be exalted above the heavens, O God. Let your glory be above all the earth. They have prepared a net for my steps. My soul is bowed down. They dug a pit before me. They themselves have fallen into the midst of it. My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises. Awake my glory. Awake harp and lyre. I will awaken the dawn. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations for your loving kindness is great to the heavens and your truth to the clouds. This is David. And when he says, I will awaken the dawn, 
He is saying that because it's always darkest before dawn. And God's sacred order of time is for everything to move from darkness to light. So if David awakens the dawn, the darkness has to give way to it and deliverance has to come. This all has to do with the year we're in right now. Now, year 5784, Psalm 84, verses 8 through 12. So we did Isaiah 57, Psalm 57, now Psalm 84. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Behold our shield, O God, and look upon the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand outside. I would rather stand at the threshold of the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, how blessed is the man who trusts in you. This all has to do with what's going on right now. This is why we're reading it, because we have to go back biblically uh, to what's going on. I'm going to, um, let me see here. Also, Psalm 20. There's a part in Psalm 20 that I wanted to um, read, and it's verses 6 through 8. And it says, now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some boast in chariots and some in horses, but we will boast in the name of the Lord our God. They have bowed down and fallen, but we have risen and stood upright. Save, O Lord, may the king answer us in the day we call. So I wanted to read that as well. Some boast in horses and some... Some boast in chariots and some boast in horses, but we will boast in the name of the Lord our God. We absolutely will. Okay, now, 2 Samuel. I want to read some things from 2 Samuel for a minute that have, that's going to come into a dream I had. Now, many of you know the first part of the dream I had concerning Joe Biden, Barack Obama, Arab men gathered around a bed, Arab people gathered around a bed, but I rarely talk about the second part. The second part involves Barack and Michelle Obama, and we're going to get into that in a moment. As soon as we get through this with 2 Samuel, we're going to get through that because there's some interesting insights there. 2 Samuel 2, verses 8 through 11. But Abner, the son of Ner, remember I had that vision with Abner on the side of the building, the name Abner, and then I heard Abner, son of Ner. Okay, that's going to come into play soon. But Abner, the son of Ner, commander of Saul's army, had taken Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, and brought him over to Mahanaim. And he made him king over Gilead, over the Asherites, over Jezreel, over Ephraim, over Benjamin, even over all Israel. Ishbosheth, Saul's son, was 40 years old when he became king over Israel, and he was king for two years. The house of Judah, however, followed David. And the time that David was king in Hebron over the house of Judah was seven years and six months. 2 Samuel 3, 11, because we're coming, we're in the seventh year right now. The seventh year and the sixth month, I believe, would be June on our calendar. Okay, 2 Samuel 3, 1. Now there was a long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. 
And David became steadily stronger while the house of Saul became steadily weaker. I'm going to read that again because this has to do with what's going on right now. Second Samuel 3.1. Now there was a long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. And David became steadily stronger while the house of Saul became steadily weaker. We are watching this play out in real time before us. We are completely watching this play out in real time. You've got the house of Saul and the house of David. And you've got the house of Saul steadily getting weaker right now. And you've got the house of David <coughs> that is going to steadily become stronger. Now, 2 Samuel 3, we're still in chapter 3, 6 through 11. Now it happened that while there was war between the house of Saul and the house of David, Abner was strengthening himself in the house of Saul. And Saul had a concubine whose name was Rizpah, the daughter of Aiah. And Ishbosheth said to Abner, why have you gone into my father's concubine? Then Abner became very angry over Ishbosheth's question and said, Am I a dog's head that belongs to Judah? Today I show kindness to the house of Saul, your father, to his brothers and to his friends, and have not let you fall into the hands of David. Yet today you call me to account for wrongdoing with that woman. May God do so to me and more so, if as the Lord has sworn to David, I do not accomplish this for him, to transfer the kingdom from the house of Saul and to establish the throne of David over Israel and over Judah from Dan, even to Beersheba. And Ishbosheth could no longer say a word in response to Abner because he was afraid of him. So Abner was the, one of the top generals. He was one of the top generals in Saul's army. So this had, this incident occurs with a concubine where he's accused of doing something where it looks like he may not have done it. And he immediately says he's going to transfer. He's going to trigger a transfer and make sure the entire kingdom gets taken away now from the house of Saul to the house of David. I am telling you, there is an Abner that's going to arise in the middle of this, in this nation that is going to do this transfer and assist with it. There is a top general that is going to turn, that has strengthened themselves in the house of Saul. And that top general is going to be turned on as they look to throw people under the bus to cling to the horns of the altar to save themselves. And this Abner is going to arise in the middle of this and help transfer, help transfer from the house of Saul to the house of David. I don't know when I saw this, because, but I spoke about this on a broadcast, maybe it was two months ago, when I had the vision and there was the building and in black blocks with white letters in it, it spelled Abner. And when I opened my eyes, because I was still awake when I saw this, I heard Abner, son of Ner. And I had to go look up where he was biblically because I know I had heard the name, but I wasn't sure where he fell where he falls embroiled in the middle of this issue with the house of Saul and the house of David. And he strengthened himself in the house of Saul and gave Ishbosheth the kingdom. And then Ishbosheth, Saul's son, Saul's son, 
turns on him. And Abner then says, I am going to trigger this transfer that the entire kingdom goes to David. So just pray about this and keep this in mind because this is going to happen. Okay. Now, 2 Samuel 3, verses 20 through 21. Then Abner and 20 men with him came to David at Hebron. And David held a feast for Abner and the men who were with him. Abner said to David, let me set out and go and gather all Israel to my Lord, the king, so that they may make a covenant with you and that you may be king over all that your soul desires. So David let Abner go and he went in peace. He went in shalom. Okay. Second Samuel five verses one through 10. Then all the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebron and said, behold, we are your bone and your flesh. Previously, when Saul was king over us, you were the one who led Israel out and in. And the Lord said to you, you will shepherd my people Israel, and you will be a leader over Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king at Hebron, and King David made a covenant with them before the Lord in Hebron. Then they anointed David king over Israel. David was 30 years old when he became king. Jesus was 30 years old when he started his ministry. And he reigned 40 years. At Hebron, he reigned over Judah for seven years and six months. And in Jerusalem, he reigned for 33 years, which is the age that Christ died on the cross for our sins. He reigned 33 years over all Israel and Judah. Okay, so David, um, he reigned over Judah seven years and six months. On our calendar right now, I believe we are in the seventh year. This of of um from the time Trump became president in 2016, right? To 2024 would be eight years, which means seven years and six months on our calendar would be June. You know who's born in June on June 14th? Donald J. Trump. You know what's interesting also? Seven years, six months. It's the sixth month of June that they have tried to brand Pride Month. Pride cometh before destruction and a haughty spirit before a big fall. So I find that interesting. So just keep that in mind as well, right? So you have the house of Saul and the house of David. Now, we have to go back to the dream that I had in early 2021. It was January, 2021 that I had this dream. So this is three years old now, this little over three years old, this dream. And this is the dream. I talk about the first part of the dream a lot. I don't talk about the second part, but now I feel we have to talk about the second part of the dream. So in the first part, I saw Joe Biden. He was very sick in bed. That's all I'm going to say. He didn't look well. He looked very ill, <clears throat> excuse me. And Obama was at his bedside by uh, Biden's head. That itself was prophetic. He was at the head. Biden's family was nowhere to be found in the dream. He appeared, he either appeared grief stricken or like he had just given up basically. Uh, and there were three different pairs of shoes on the floor representing three former leaders. Uh, and Obama was there dressed in this nice suit and ready and excited 
he was kind of going like this with his hands, right? Ready and excited. And there was a crowd of Middle Eastern people. They had like the garb on. They had the head covering. You know, they had the long tunic. Crowd of Middle Eastern people gathered around, waiting as well, potentially representing different countries in cahoots. And a piece of apricot candy known as Turkish Delight on the bed. Now, I uh, basically what happens is I see this. And I represent two people in the dream. I represent the prophets and I represent the people, we the people, okay? And I fought through that crowd and I reached through, okay? So this Italian girl from the Bronx fights through this crowd of people and I reached through and I snatched the candy away from them and I ate it so they couldn't have it. That candy represented a celebration and a victory as it is prevalent in the Muslim and Middle Eastern culture to hand out candy during great victories. It was snatched away from them just as they thought they were going to get it. So I represent we the people, right? Fighting through and rising up, but I also represent the prophets, right? The, those that hold the prophetic office rising up to be utilized by God to expose and destroy those plans. Now, those foreign individuals gathered from other nations may very well represent those that not only Barack Obama, but others were in cahoots with to spy on certain people and were in cahoots with to fund the plan and were in cahoots with to uh, help try to control the nation because they were standing almost a semicircle around the bed in the room uh, and they were and they were watching and they were waiting. Now, that's the first part of the dream. Here's the second part of the dream that I have rarely spoken about till now. Part two, I was in an auditorium. So the dream now cuts to this part. It was a two-part dream. I was in an auditorium. There was an aisle down the middle and seats on either side. I was sitting to the right side. So if you're facing the stage, I was sitting to the right. Suddenly, Barack Obama and Michelle Obama, okay, appear and come down the middle, the center aisle. He is in an electric blue suit. She is in a one-shoulder white dress uh, that uh, cuts off at her knees. At the end of the aisle where the stage was, they split up. And he broke left and she went right. Okay. She comes over to me and says, don't worry. We are going to get him. That's what she says to me. Don't worry. We are going to get him. And I'm looking at her like she's a little crazy in the dream because, you know, I don't. I don't trust these people, even in a dream. And so I'm, I got to look at it or like, uh, excuse me. But she says, don't worry, we are going to get him. Barack was by the stage. He was very smug, overconfident and laughing, kind of like they had it in the bag almost. Now, what happens is a big screen, like one of those huge movie screens, suddenly comes down or appears. Okay, it comes down. All of a sudden it's there. And an old plane like the one the Tuskegee Airmen would fly, appeared. And it appeared and, and, and the propeller was moving and it looked like it was flying, kind of looked like a, you know, an old movie almost, right? 
And then it was announced Alabama has voted for Trump. The states were going to go in order. And it started with Alabama because that's the first one if we go to the alphabet, right? And if we go in alphabetical order, Alabama would be the first. After that, I woke up. So this is back in January of 2021. I have this dream. I didn't find this until today. And this could be why the Lord had me not speak about the second part of the dream too much until now. I happened to find the patch of the 302nd Air Force Squadron, which was the Tuskegee Airmen, uh, that they wore. They wore a patch on their arms. And let's show you what that patch was. A flying devil. The patch was a flying devil. And I didn't find this until today. Now, what's interesting about this is Satan is known as the prince of the power of the air, right? The air, the airwaves, um, you know, there's a lot going on in the airwaves in our nation right now, but he's known as the prince of the power of the air. And this is the patch that they wore. And as you can see, it's got, it, this creature has wings. It's obviously a demon. It's got um, a semi-automatic or some type of weapon coming out of it. Uh, and it's in the air. Satan is known as the prince of the power of the air. Okay. Now, the devil does not look like that. So what I just showed you, he does not look like this. He basically never lost his form when his greedy self was evicted from heaven. His beautiful outer form remained um, the same, though his spirit, motives, intentions, and perspective was completely corrupted. So that is definitely a demon, but Satan didn't lose his form. Lucifer never lost his form when he fell. That's why it says he comes as an angel of light because that beautiful form he has, well, he never lost it. So interestingly enough, now I think more is going to come about this patch, but it was very interesting that I found this uh, given what's going on. So from 1941 to 1946, some 1,000 black pilots were trained as Tuskegee. The airmen's success in escorting bombers during World War II, having one of the lowest loss records of all the escort fighter groups, and being in constant demand for their services by the Allied bomber units. Now, after the Japanese bombing of Pearl Harbor in December of 1941, the United States declared war on Japan. Okay, they declared war and then they get involved uh, in Germany, right, soon after. Germany and Italy declared war on the United States a few days later. So this is coming to the end of 1941, all this happens. And the nation became fully engaged in the Second World War. U.S. involvement in the Second World War was quickly followed by a massive mobilization effort. Okay, so you have Japan and Germany, and Italy's in there too, right, as the aggressors. But the two main aggressors are Japan and Germany. Now, the Lord just said to watch the Sea of Japan in the word I delivered from the Lord on Monday... And so that's something to note. And I would watch Germany also right now. I would watch what Germany 
does in this hour. Okay. Because I believe some major, major moves are going to come out of Germany that are going to begin to change the face of Europe and that are going to begin to change relations between nations. So what is coming in this election, right? 2024, this is election year, something to do with it goes back to rectifying events that go back to world war two. So this goes back to world war two. Now, towards the end of 1946, world war two ends. Do you know who was born midway through 1946? Donald Trump. He was born June 14th, 1946, right? What did we just talk about up there? David ruled over Hebron seven years or over Judah, seven years, six months. Six months is June. Donald Trump is born June 14th, 1946. So this is the year the war ends. He is born. He's actually born, um, I believe, about six months before the war ends. Um, and so basically, there's something there, but we'll, we'll get into that in a moment. So at the beginning of his life, he is born into a war of the nations. He's born into a war of the nations that's coming to an end. This year, he will turn 78 years old. And in his older years now, he is once again in the middle of a war in the nations. So at the beginning of his life, he is born into a war of the nations and he's born towards the end of the war. And now that he's much older and he's turning 78, he is once again in the middle of a war now of a different kind, right? He entered that when he entered to be a candidate for the 2016 election. So now, now as his age has advanced, he finds himself yet again in another war of a different kind. Joe Biden is born November 20th, 1942. 1942 began the year that the U.S. full-fledged entered World War II after the bombing of Pearl Harbor in December of 1941. So Biden is born at the beginning of a war. Trump is born towards the end of the war. So Biden is born at the beginning of the war. Trump is born towards the end of World War II. If that ain't prophetic, I don't know what is. Okay? So look at the wars. Look at the wars Biden has gotten us into. And look at the wars Donald Trump pulled us out of. Biden's born at the beginning of the war. Donald Trump is born towards the end of the war, right? Biden's got us entangled in Ukraine and, and Russia and these other messes. So he gets us into wars, right? And Trump, when he was president, pulled us out of wars. Uh, so it's very interesting. This is very prophetic. So Donald Trump was born in New York, New York the very city and state that is now persecuting him. So he's born June 14th, 
1946 in New York, New York. So he's born in New York City, right? This is the very city that's now persecuting him. The very state that is attempting to lynch him for the king's treasury. The very state that is trying to, to ban him from doing business in New York. He's born in the city that is going after him and in the state that's trying to bar him. Now, that very city, New York City, back in January of 2023, what did they do? What did New York City decide to do in their infinite wisdom? They decided to put that golden female statue, eerily resembling Ishtar and Ashtoreth, in honor of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. A female golden statue atop the New York City courthouse, where the headlines read, Move over, Moses! There's a new female lawgiver in town. Okay. Who is prosecuting and bringing these cases in New York and Georgia? Women. Who got Joseph thrown in prison in Genesis? Potiphar's wife. Who betrayed Samson in the book of Judges? Delilah. Who during the time of Ahab's kingship persecuted the people of God? A woman named Jezebel. Who persecuted the people of God when King Ahaziah died? His mother, Athaliah, the daughter of Ahab and Jezebel. Let me go to 2 Kings 11 verses 1 through 16. We're going to read this account because this is so important for what's going on now. When Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she rose and destroyed all the royal offspring. So she killed children, right? First, first quality, she kills children. But, uh, but Jehosheba, the daughter of King Joram, sister of Ahaziah, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him from among the king's sons who were being put to death and placed him and his nurse in the bedroom. So they hid him from Athaliah, and he was not put to death. So he was hidden with her in the house of the Lord six years. Now, this is important. While Athaliah was reigning over the land, verse 4. Now, in the seventh year, how long did David reign over Judah? Seven years and six months, and then the whole kingdom was transferred to him. Okay? Now, What's the sixth month? June on our calendar. Verse four. Now in the seventh year, Jehoiada sent and brought the captains of hundreds of the Karites and of the guard and brought them to him in the house of the Lord. Then he made a covenant with them and put them under oath in the house of the Lord and showed them the king's son. He commanded them saying, this is the thing that you shall do. One third of you, who come in on the Sabbath and keep watch over the king's house. One third also shall be at the gate, sir, and one third at the gate behind the guards. Shall keep watch over the house for defense. Two parts of you, even all who go out on the Sabbath, shall also keep watch over the house of the Lord for the king. Then you shall surround the king, each with his weapons in hand, and whoever comes within the ranks shall be put to death. And be with the king when he goes out and when he comes in. Verse 9. So the captains of hundreds did according 
to all Jehoiada the priest commanded. And each one of them took his men who were to come in on the Sabbath with those who were to go out on the Sabbath and came to Jehoiada the priest. The priest gave to the captains of hundreds the spears and shields that had been King David's. Who had the kingdom transferred to him through Abner? King David. Who ruled Judah seven years and six months and then had the whole kingdom given to him? King David. So they give him the spears and shields that had been King David's, which were in the house of the Lord. The guards stood each with his weapon in his hand from the right side of the house to the left side of the house, by the altar and by the house around the king. Then he brought the king's son out and put the crown on him and gave him the testimony and they made him king and anointed him and they clapped their hands and said long live the king verse 13 when athaliah heard the noise of the garden of the people she came to the people in the house of the Lord. She looked and behold, the king was standing by the pillar, according to the custom with the captains. Now listen to this part. The king was standing by the pillar, according to the custom with the captains and the trumpeters beside the king. And all the people of the land rejoiced and blew trumpets. Then Athaliah tore her clothes and cried, treason, treason, which is really what she committed. And Jehoiada the priest commanded the captains of hundreds who were appointed over the army and said to them, bring her out between the ranks and whoever follows her put to death with the sword. For the priest said, let her not be put to death in the house of the Lord. So they seized her. And when she arrived at the horse's entrance of the king's house, she was put to death there. That's where we'll end. That's verse 16. Do you see the pattern here? Do you see that after that golden statue of that false goddess that eerily resembles Ashtoreth, who represented fertility and divine law, who caused Israel to fall, who was the counterpart to Baal, her symbol was the lion and she was also often associated with the horse and by extension chariots. The dove might be a symbol of her as well because the enemy likes to counterfeit as evidenced by some bronze age cylinder seals. And this is what it said about her. A multifaceted goddess, Ishtar takes three paramount forms. She, now she is the false goddess, so I put that in. She is the false goddess of love, fertility. She is responsible for life as the goddess of war. She's not only known as the god, false goddess of fertility, but the false goddess of war. She is often shown winged and bearing arms. She's often shown winged and bearing arms. Let's go back to that patch for a minute. That the Tuscany Airmen. She is shown winged and bearing arms. Same spirit, different forms. So she, fertility and war, and she's seen with wings and bearing arms. Okay, so once that golden statue got put atop the courthouse, that spirit came out through women. The Athaliahs, the Potiphar's wives, they came out. The Hamans working through that counterpart came out. Now, we all heard about this enormous ruling and this fine that uh, that uh, Trump received. Now, 
the original was 453 million, right? That was the original. And the 83 million is the original from the Carroll case, which is the Potiphar's wife case. If you add these two numbers up, now I know there's interest accumulating every day, but if you take the original number of 453 million and 83 million, if you add 453 plus 83, you get 536. If you add five plus three plus six, you get the number 14, which is the day of Donald Trump's birth. June 14th is when he was born. Numbers, they're no accident, right? When serious events are happening and the enemy's hand is in it, uh, numbers are no accident. God's hand is in it also. He is the God of numbers, right? Even as a, he even has a book in his word called the book of numbers. That's how important he thinks it is. Okay. But the enemy will also try to counterfeit and do the same thing. First Peter five, eight, be of sober spirit, be on alert. Your adversary, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. I feel the presence of the Lord so strong. Missy's out cold. She feels the presence of the Lord too. She goes to sleep. I feel the presence of the Lord stirring. And I'm going to quiet myself for a minute because I believe the Lord wants to speak at the end of this. So I'm going to quiet myself right now. I'm going to pray in the spirit and I'm going to say what the Lord wants me to say. All glory be to God. So let's just, let's just pray in the spirit and praise the Lord right now. And the spirit of the Lord says this day, I am God. There is no other. I am the lion of Judah, says the Lord. I am the one that roars. I am the one that rules over all rebellion. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, says the Lord of hosts. And says the spirit of the Lord this day. They think, says the Lord. They can outsmart. They think they can outwit. They think they can outdo the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who sits on the highest throne, who has the highest courts, who weighs the matters of men, says the Lord, and those judgments go into the earth. And says the Lord of hosts, the scales, the scales, says the Lord, that sit in my courts, that weigh the matters of men on this earth, the matters and the words and the deeds of men and the blood of men and the words of men and the greed and the lusts of the flesh of men have been put on my scale, says the Lord. They have been weighed, says the Lord. And I laugh at the wicked, says the Lord. I, I hold them in derision, says the Lord. Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? I, the Lord thy God, shall hold them in derision, says the Lord. Teke, teke, mene, mene, tekel ufarsin. You have been weighed, says the Lord, and found wanting. 
You have been weighed and found wanting, and now your kingdom, says the Lord, shall be divided. Your kingdoms, your kingdoms that you have built upon sand, upon lies, upon deception, upon blasphemy, says the Lord. Those kingdoms that you have built upon such in this hour, the orders have been given, says the Lord. I have written it on a scroll, says the Lord. I have handed it, says the Lord, to the captain of the army of the Lord of hosts. And that scroll and judgment shall be taken into the earth. And in this hour, those kingdoms of men, that men's hands have built to make a name for themselves, to make a mighty name before the Lord for themselves, to make a mighty name before the great I am, for there is no other. Those kingdoms in this hour, says the Lord, shall begin to be torn down. And thus says the Lord, I am making an announcement, says the Lord. I am calling to my children. Get your houses in order. Get yourselves in order. Humble yourselves before me. For I am your shepherd. And those wayward rams that have taken that have taken the lot in my church. That have taken the lot in my house. Those wayward shepherds. Those rebellious rams that want to challenge the word. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. They want to challenge the word. They want to back up, says the Lord, and challenge it and challenge the sanctity of it and challenge the holiness of it and rewrite it, says the Lord, and rewrite it to feed a greedy generation, says the Lord. Rewrite it to feed those who in this hour want to cherry pick from the religions of the world that are fallible, says the Lord, that are man-made, that are dedicated to devils and demons in the ancient abyss. Those that want to do this, says the Lord, and cherry-pick this in order for clout, in order for reach, in order to make a name for themselves. I, the Lord thy God, shall lift their skirts, I shall lift their pants, I shall lift their lives, I shall lift what they have hidden above their heads and expose their nakedness in all its fullness. For they took what I blessed them with, what I, the Lord, blessed them with. It is my good pleasure to bless those, says the Lord, who obey me. But they took what I blessed them with and they fed it into doctrines of devils. They fed it into those that have covenants, dark, dangerous covenants with other nations, that have covenants with Hindu gods, that have covenants with those of the Black Panthers. That spirit is still alive, says the Lord. That spirit is still influencing, says the Lord. That fed it, says the Lord.
to those of sorceries and those in the medical arena and they fed it to them and they came into agreement with it and says the Lord of hosts judgment begins in the house of the Lord thy God and I the Lord shall and will bring my house into order in order to bring this nation into order says the Lord for this nation has gone wayward. This nation has done every detestable thing. The United States, America, the ego, and Israel, its brother, the branches of its government that reach across the oceans and clings to forums and clings to Geneva and clings to Saudi Arabia and clings to Russia and clings to the cartels in South America and Mexico and clings to those countries where atheism rules. They have taken those branches like vines and intertwined. And says the Lord of hosts, I in this season shall prune those branches. I shall cut them back. I shall split them down to the hallow, says the Lord. And I will begin to deal with the governments of nations. It shall take its toll, says the Lord, for this is the season of pruning. And I shall prune this back in this season, says the Lord. And I shall take those vines and I shall untangle them, says the Lord. And I shall destroy them, says the Lord. I shall send them into the fire, says the Lord thy God this day, for these branches, these diseased branches must be severed, says the Lord. For the disease has spread from the carriers, from the carriers that have gone through your nation to corrupt it at its roots. And I am flushing out those roots, says the Lord. I am flushing out the toxic soil that they have allowed their filth and their words and their deeds to seep into. For this nation must be humbled. It must be humbled and brought low, says the Lord. It must be to be raised up and restored. And those in leadership, says the Lord, who truly want to lead for me, who truly want to bear the yoke of the presidency of the United States of America, of the prime ministership in Israel, you will humble yourselves before me. You will put at my altar, says the Lord, your wealth and your companies and your desires. You shall lay it at my altar. And you shall allow the Lord to decide what becomes of it. For if you lay it at my altar and you humble yourself low in this hour, you do not boast, you do not act prideful, you do not cherry pick, you do not make fun, you do not antagonize. But if you humble yourselves low and put on the yoke, I, the Lord, who am bound by my word, shall restore it greater than you had it before. For those that have attempted to take the wealth of others and steal it, those that have attempted to destroy it, for them to build a mountain for themselves to stand upon and look out upon the nation, 
I, the Lord, bring the mountains low, and I shall shake that mountain, says the Lord, and I shall bring it low, and I shall shake New York, says the Lord. I shall shake it. I shall shake it in every branch, says the Lord, and I shall shake the leaves and the decay and the bad fruit, the rotten fruit filled with maggots, the wormwood that has gone through the state. I shall shake it, says the Lord, and I shall bring it down low. And I, says the Lord, will raise up leadership in New York. I, says the Lord, will raise up leadership in Michigan. I, says the Lord, will raise up leadership in California. I shall raise up leadership in Alaska, says the Lord. I shall raise up leadership in New Jersey, says the Lord. I shall raise up leadership in Georgia that knows my name and hears my voice, says the Lord. My sheep know my voice and as strangers they will not follow. And I shall raise it up in this season. And I shall bring them up the ranks and I shall make a way where those in Congress, where those in the states, where governors, where protagonists, where political pundits said there was no way. I, the Lord thy God, shall make a way. And I, the Lord thy God, am the spirit of truth. Worship me in spirit and in truth. I, the Lord... As you come humbly unto me shall go before you in this fight. I, the Lord, shall protect those they are trying to destroy. I, the Lord, shall get a hold of their mouths. And the Holy Spirit will speak forth out of the mouths of those that once boasted. Of those that one antagonized. Those that may be mocked, says the Lord. The Holy Spirit shall get a hold of their tongue and their mouth. And he shall come forth out of it. This shall be a season of prayer and of humility, says the Lord, and of coming before me and knowing my voice and knowing the instructions I have given you. I stand before you with an open door, says the Lord. You will walk through it. Those of you I have positioned, you will walk through a door in this season that I have been preparing you your whole lives for. And that door now is unlocking and it shall open and you shall walk through it in faith. Don't be weary in well-doing. Don't be worried about how you're going to do everything. For I, the Lord, see far ahead and I have already planned that out for the lives of my children. For it is my good pleasure to give unto them because obedience is better than sacrifice. And I give unto you in great measure for my glory and for you to be a blessing for others and shine the light of God into the darkest situations. And the darkness, says the Lord, shall give way to the light. For it has been spoken forth out of my mouth this day and sent forth. And the darkness cannot continue to try to suffocate the light for the darkness must humble itself and give way to the light and retreat. And it shall do that in this season. Believe in me, trust in me, says the Lord. I love my children with an everlasting love. I speak unto you this day because I love my children with an endless love, with a love that knows no bounds as far as the East is from the West. 
My love for my children encompasses that. And I shall bring you under my wings in this season. You shall take refuge under my wings. My truth shall be your shield and buckler. As you go forth and bear the standard your father has placed upon you. And you shall do it in excellence. You shall run the race of excellence. You shall consume the meat. You shall teach the meat. You shall strengthen those up that have been given sour milk and sour wine. For far too long, in order for the interests of those giving it to be furthered, you shall be weaned, and you shall receive the meat in this season, and it shall strengthen you, and you shall have growth spurts and growing pains as you learn to handle the greater that I, your, your Lord and your Father, am giving unto you this day. So praise me. Praise my name. Glorify my name. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, says the Lord. Speak life over what you've been given. Speak life that it grows because fruit is coming into bloom this season and it shall be a bumper crop if you truly trust in me and trust what I have told you this day cleave onto it and cleave onto my word as I the Lord go forth and accomplish it in the nation and in your lives thus saith the Lord of hosts in the name of Jesus Christ amen and amen oh my goodness amen Amen. Praise the Lord. Oh, I felt that. I knew something else was coming as we fasted over the three days. And praise the Lord. I felt the release. I finally felt the release. When I gave the word on Monday, I didn't feel a release yet because there was more. I finally felt the release. All glory be to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We give God all the glory for this. Oh, man. Does my flesh feel that? But all glory be to God. Praise the Lord. Okay. Oh my goodness. I think this is where we're going to end. We're at an hour and 17 minutes. Thank you so many people for hanging in there with us as we went forth mightily tonight for the Lord. Oh boy. Amen. Father, we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Father, we humble ourselves before you because with one word, you could destroy the whole earth. The earth is your footstool. The earth cries out to its creator and we just humble ourselves before you. Come to us, Lord, in this season. Thank you, Father God, that this is the season of our visitation from you. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay. Oh, all glory be to God. Okay, I'm going to quickly at the end here uh, put up um, give a derm very fast because we're ending now and the word has gone forth. Uh, but, uh, give a derm. This is all natural. I use it. This is the face products and I use, they're amazing. These women love the Lord. The Lord has given them this task to do. It is food for your face and our bodies are temples and we truly should take care of it. So you can go to the ministry partners page and use promo code ARC10. Praise the Lord. Okay. God bless everyone. Keep the faith. My voice has, praise God, my voice held up till the last moment here. Keep the faith. We love you. Armor up according to Ephesians chapter 6. Psalm 91, I encourage you to say it every single day. That psalm is powerful and the word is living and active and we have to activate it. Also, Psalms 34 and 35. The Lord's Prayer 
the Lord's Prayer is so important. It is in a way a selfless prayer surrendering to God's will. Not my will, but your will be done. It is surrendering to his will. And so the order of that prayer, it's so important. Jesus taught his disciples to pray this way. I encourage you to say it on a daily basis. Also, Ephesians 1 and 3, uh, from the Believer's Authority, I quote those scriptures every single day. I say them because we have to activate it. God is expecting us in this season to be more active in speaking the word and using the sword of the spirit. So I encourage you all to do that. So God bless you. We love you. Have a wonderful rest of your evening. We will be seeing some of you in Louisiana. We are trusting for a mighty move of God. God bless, and we'll see you next week. Hello, everyone. Amanda Grace here. So as many of you know, Dr. Mark Sherwood and Dr. Michelle Sherwood of the Functional Medical Institute are mine and Chris's doctors. And so I went to Dr. Sherwood with a problem that I was seeing, not only with, with what I was going through, but with what other women were going through concerning their metabolism, concerning energy, concerning their hormones. And so we put our heads together and we are very happy now to finally be able to present to you Rafa for women. Rafa means healer in Hebrew. So it is an ode to the Lord because he is our healer. He put things in the earth that help heal us. And so Rafa is a product that was created for that. It also helps by helping with a healthy metabolism and natural hormones, as well as it helps balance fatigue. It helps with weight gain, night sweats, mood swings, blood sugar issues, and more. It is all natural. And I find more and more people are going into the natural arena in order to find solutions to issues that they're going through. So if you'd like to learn more, you can go to www.arcofgrace.org forward slash ministry dash partners to learn more about Rafa today. God bless. Hey everyone, Amanda Grace here. If you are looking for advice on financial matters, if you think gold and silver might be right for you, go to bh-pm.com today. Andrew Sorcini of Beverly Hills Precious Metals, who has been on Ark of Grace many times and loves to answer our viewer questions, is here with his team to answer all of your gold and silver needs. Whether you want to buy gold and silver, whether you have questions to see if it's right for you, whether you are looking to roll over retirement accounts, go to bh-pm.com today and Andrew and his team will be more than happy to assist you with all of your needs. If you want to support an amazing patriot and be a blessing, go to MyPillow.com today and use promo code ARK, A-R-K, to save up to 66% or more off of all MyPillow products. They have pillows, of course, but they are so much more than pillows. They have sheets. They have slippers. They have bathrobes. They even have dog beds. And a fun fact for all of you, Noble, one of our pigs at our animal sanctuary has indeed slept on a MyPillow dog bed. So if you want to be a blessing, you can go to MyPillow.com today and use promo code ARC.
It is an alternative to big pharma based on quantum physics, over 40 scripture verses written into these patches for everything from blood sugar, anxiety, pain, neuropathy, to immune system boost, dog pain. They are very sincere about um, having alternatives to big pharma. We are a big advocate of natural solutions to help with pain and, and, and blood sugar and a host of other issues. I yeah. tried the pain patches and, yes, and they worked when I used them. When you connect it to your body, the skin patch changes changes your brainwaves. Sugar, this one is neuropathy. I actually have it on. And we use this on Toby, actually, because Toby's about eight years old. And from being paralyzed years ago and the Lord miraculously healing him, he has a little leftover with his joints and his hips. So we actually give him the doggy pain patches. What was he doing? He was running? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I walked him out and wow, he's boom. And he got power. I said, no way. And I don't know. I said, Amanda, what? What did you do to him? To Toby? <laughs> <laughs> so it's good.